Welcome to this episode of the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. This episode is brought to you by the kind sponsorship from OwnerRes, providing a powerful and flexible system for managing vacation rental properties. OwnerRes provides booking and maintenance management, payment scheduling and collection, as well as insightful reporting. OwnerRes will provide you with a long-term booking foundation that is scalable for your vacation rental business while fully managing your channel listings, but still focusing on your brand, your website, and your way of doing things. Listen in to the mid-episode break where you will hear more about this internationally recognized leader in vacation rental software. For more information about OwnerRes, click the link in the description of this episode on your smart device. Let's get started. Here is your host, Heather Bayer. In today's episode, I am talking to Travis Wilburn of Stay Charlottesville. And he's also the owner of multiple other supporting companies and the founder of the 100 Collection. This is the Vacation Rental Success Podcast, keeping you up to date with news, views, information and resources on this rapidly changing short-term rental business. I'm your host, Heather Bayer, and with 25 years of experience in this industry, I'm making sure you know what's hot, what's not, what's new and what will help make your business a success. Welcome to another episode of the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. This is your host, Heather Bayer, and I'm here again recording this from sunny Gulf Shores of Alabama. Actually, not so sunny this morning, but you know, it could be anything as long as it's not snowing. You know this. I'm a happy bunny when I'm not shoveling, as many other people are. There's over 600 people in this campground, and most of them are sheltering down south away from the snow. So, you know, we all, we all have this common thread of conversation as we share our driveway photos <laughs> of snow piled high, etc. Anyhow, that aside, I am talking today to Travis Wilburn, and unfortunately I've never met Travis in person. Everybody else has seemed to have done. And I know Travis's new project, the 100 Collection, was a hit at VRMA in Las Vegas. I heard that there were a lot of people walking around sporting 100 Collection hats. I didn't get to Las Vegas for Verma, so I am out of the loop here. And my FOMO then is coming back now. So I wanted to make sure that I was up to speed on what is going on in Charlottesville and how it relates to many other vacation rental management companies across the country. We're going to be talking to Travis about his experience as being a property manager and also his passion for raising standards in this industry and trying to get away from the verb that we all know people are using that used to be called vacation rentals. And Travis definitely has some views on that. So without further ado, let's move on over to my conversation with Travis Wilburn. So I'm super happy to have with me today, Travis Wilburn and Rebecca Lombardo, the co-founders of the 100 Collection. Travis is also the founder of Stay Charlottesville, something we're going to be talking about because that seems to be the start of it all. So welcome, both of you. Thank you very much for joining me. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Well, this is great. I I feel I'm a bit late to the party here because I've seen you and heard you on YouTube videos and other podcasts, Will Slickers, Sarah and T, John and Matteo. Listen to your interview on news radio, WINA, is that it? I think Mm -hmm. think that's it. So I feel I have a little bit of a, a handle on what's going on here. I missed out on Verma in Las Vegas, which I, and I think I could probably have found out more about it there. So I'm very much a newbie to what you're doing, which is really good because so much of my audience will be as well. So we're going to explore, you know, where you started with all this and where it's all going, basically. So so Travis, let's kick off with you and I ask everybody 
about this. How did you get started in this industry? What's your origin story? Uh, well, the real origin story is I accidentally sold my mother's house, got a bunch of furniture, put it in storage, didn't know what to do with that furniture and storage. So I had this wild hair idea. I was like, I'm going to go build a guest house behind my house. I'll put all that furniture there. And then I don't have to put my mom in my house. She'll have a guest house. I was like, well, that seems like a horrible idea. I should try to rent this out nightly. And this is 2007. So, you know, I live in Charlottesville, urban market, surrounded by vineyards, uh, call it the Napa Valley of the East. Everybody told me I was an absolute idiot. This will never work. No, but who's going to rent your property out nightly? And those are the days when there might have been five listings on HomeAway, VRBO. Um, there, ironically, there was a thing called collegeweekends.com. It was actually born out of Charlottesville. And there was no credit card processing on those. And so I had a credit card machine right next to my couch and called every single listing. I was like, huh, this is actually doing pretty well. And so I started Stay Charlottesville in 2010. And there's probably about 20 to listings, maybe 25 listings on you know the aforementioned websites. And... That's how I got started with a, a business partner who I uh, was actually ironically working for at the time. And I, I don't know that I've actually shared this, but uh, he and I would go on these runs in the morning and I was telling him about the success of the carriage house and he, I worked for him and he was like, Hey, we should start um, a vacation rental company. And I'm like, okay, well, this is, this is cool. And uh, I'm like, how do you negotiate your share with uh, the guy that pays you full time to help drive business to, to their company. And so we, we started it in 2010. That's great. And your story sort of mirrors mine a bit. I didn't sell my mother's house accidentally. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, there's that whole uh, starting story where there's not many, not many properties around and you start taking on more and more. And then, you know, over time it, it, it grows and you, you have to plant yourself right in that community to, uh, to get that growth. Rebecca, Thanks so much for, for, for coming along. What's your origin story in vacation rentals? So I actually came through the vendor side. I was the chief marketing officer for a national photography company. And about 25% of the clients were on the vacation rental side. So I got to work with vacation rental companies who needed property photography. Most of them had 50 to 150 to 1,000 properties uh, that they managed. So got to see a lot of gorgeous <laughs> properties from there. So I'd want to talk a little bit about community because community seems to be the sort of the foundation of everything that you guys are doing from Stay Charlottesville through to the 100 collection. So tell me a bit about you know, the, the other associated companies, Travis, that you have that seem to support your core business within your community and have, have seem to have cemented you as, and as what I've seen in my research as, you know, a, a pillar of your community. Yeah, absolutely. So we, um, a little over 10 years ago, um, going back to the original story, it's, you know, there was about 60 different listings, maybe 70 different listings on HomeAway VRBO in 2012. And I was like, this is going to become a problem. What are we going to do? How are we going to get direct traffic? All right. Well, the wedding industry here seems to be pretty huge. we got a lot of vineyards. I'm like, I'm going to build an event venue and I'm going to make that my marketing platform. I'm going to get the brides to mail out um, to their 250 closest friends, free advertisements for me. And for anybody who's listening, that worked incredibly well. Brides often get room blocks that they have to pay for at hotels. And for us, it's completely free. We just put in a little discount code um, that's specific to them. And they, you know, they did all the advertising. So we built an event venue called Old Metropolitan Hall, which is like right downtown Charlottesville, which is like our equivalent to oceanfront property. And then Right behind that, I realized that a lot of people are coming to go do wine tours and they're not driving themselves, but all these wine tour vans keep popping up into our driveways. And I was like, well, I should just do that on my own and do a better service to our guests. And so uh, I bought a bunch of Mercedes murder vans, not Ford Transits, mainly because that silly little Mercedes logo appeals to the to our crowd. And I re then realized, I was like, all right, well, we've just built another sales funnel. And it's kind of crazy because, you know, those vans actually go and pick up at all sorts of addresses, including other RBO properties. And I'm like, okay, well, that's another way I can go find and do owner acquisition. So not only am I making money off the gas, but it's like, our, you know, our drivers like, hey guys, like if you keep going to really cool houses, let us know. 
And then a, a hotel got built in town and they asked us to manage it, called the townsman and, you know, they were going to do all their own marketing and they just needed us to, to run operations and sales. So I was like, okay, well, we can try our hand at that. Um, and things just kept on kind of compounding, if you will. And so um, we most recently accidentally built our own visitors bureau. <laughs> so, I'm not even kidding. I'm not, this, this is actually not recommended. I don't think a bricks and mortar business is a great idea, but um, we built our own private DMO website called Charlottesville Insider and uh, which was to support our community during COVID when a lot of retail shops and restaurants were struggling. I was like, we got to do something different. And so we really intended to build an online community. And then just this last September, we opened up right next to our event venue, a visitor center so that we can just literally point people in the right direction. So that is amazing. That That's amazing. And this is what, this is what I'm finding is I'm talking to people through the industry and, you know, I'm my very good friend, Tyanne Marsink. Um, I'm sure you've come across Tyanne. Uh, she is she is another person who I, I guess, like you, has you know, one of these weird people that have more than 24 hours in their day, <laughs> or it appears that way. But she, uh, you know, I've talked to her and she is so immersed in her community. And this is what she shares when she's talking to other people is that, you know, get into that community, become a part of it. And that's how you make your business grow. And that certainly seems to be the foundation of what you are doing. So having talked about community, because I know that this is a a big part of the 100 collection, how did the, well, let's explain, what is it? What is the 100 collection? I've been talking about it. Nobody has actually said, well, you know, what, what, what is this thing? Rebecca? <laughs> uh, I still don't know what it is either. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's why I'm here. <laughs> so the 100 collection is a collection of the best properties managed by the best vacation rental managers who are setting the gold standard for hospitality, cleanliness, and quality. That is very succinct. That is the elevator pitch. I love it. <laughs> um, yeah, it's kind of, well, yeah, I mean, it's kind of a combination. It's like the James Beard and the Michelin star to some degree. It's like looking for these great people that are community players, AKA James Beard that follows the chef. And then the Michelin star follows the restaurant. So it's like, you know, what we were talking a little bit earlier is like with community, it's like, it's really important to be embedded in our local community. And so that's one of the very first things that we're looking for with different groups, aka the the James Beard, if you will. Uh, and then we look at a certain property collection that they manage and Michelin star it. Okay. Will. So, you know, taking that Michelin star analogy forward, it, it reminded me of a movie, one of my favorite movies called The 100 Foot Journey. I don't know if you've come across that. It's about uh, a family who, uh, an Indian family who come to France and they want to build a restaurant and they build a restaurant across the road, a hundred feet from a Michelin starred restaurant. And their goal is to become Michelin starred. And I was, I was thinking about it last night because as part of this movie, the chef from the Michelin star or the owner of the Michelin starred restaurant tells the up-and-coming chef from the Indian restaurant over the road that she can tell if they have if he has Michelin star quality by the type of omelette he makes. And there is a most fabulous scene in this movie where he's he's making this omelette and she tastes it and she's trying not to say that yes you've got it. <laughs> And, you know, I, I, I can't recommend this, this movie enough. It's funny, but it has a really good message. And it, it made me think of when I was thinking about what I'd read about 100 Club, that this is what you are looking for. You're looking for these property managers who can make that omelette. Absolutely, 100%. And so, you know, the 100 Collection was born out of, I think it's funny, a lot of people are like, well, is it 100 destinations? Is it 100 property <laughs> managers? Is it 100 properties? And as a vacation rental manager, we all know the properties that deliver 100%. We all manage a lot of different properties. And, you know, I have properties that have been in our portfolio for 10 years, and I absolutely love those owners. 
We've been together for a long time and my job is to, to take care of them. However, my job is also to encourage them to update their upholstery and follow best hospitality standards as a hotel will. Sometimes it's a little bit harder to do than others, as we all are quite aware. But, um, you know, we look for with the 100 collection hat on or the state Charles hats. Like we're looking for properties that represent best represent these great destinations that have great bones that are following hospitality and safety standards. And we're trying to, to take the guesswork out mm-hmm. for the guest, which is one of the biggest pieces of feedback that we've heard on a regular basis as an industry. It's like the guest doesn't want to gamble with their vacation when they only have you know two, three weeks of vacation. It's like they want to make sure that it's going to deliver that Michelin star experience. So you know, I, I would say one thing is just like the Michelin star, it could be a cheeseburger shack. It's just a really great cheeseburger or it could be a $5 million restaurant. It's like, it's not about luxury. It's about delivery of product. And so, yeah, we're looking for vacation rental managers that also pick up the phone mm-hmm. at two o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. If there's an issue, you know, hopefully there's not, but we have a whole list of different standards that are somewhere a little bit more public than others that we're looking for. Okay. Can you share, share some of those standards? And I know you can't share them all. Uh, and we're going to come to that in a second, <laughs> but uh, okay. what are some of them? Well, let's just start with the basics that for anybody that's listening, it's like mattress covers, clean linens, a smoke detector in a bedroom. It shouldn't be a, uh, a hope. It, it, it's got to be a requirement. Fire extinguishers, 24-hour, seven-day support. Like As we all know, with some of the listing platforms, one of the biggest complaints is getting locked out and not being able to get back in. And so making sure that somebody is going to pick up the phone and that you do have that emergency service or if it, you know, something goes wrong, um, heaven forbid, you know, that there's somebody to call. Yeah. For me, it would be two pillows per person on every bed. I, I, I can't say the amount of places I have been to where I've walked in. Well, actually, I, that will turn me off looking at a bedroom photograph. And I'm sure, Rebecca, with your photography background, you know what I mean. The picture of the bed is just so important. You want to yeah. imagine that you, you climb into that. And if there's only one flat pillow on there, you've just lost me as a guest. Yeah, it's not good branding. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah, yesterday, I, uh, somebody sent us a property and asked us if they wanted to manage it or if we wanted to manage it. And I looked at all their photos on their listing platform. And I was like, do you guys actually have pillows for your bed? And I'm not even like dead serious. There's no pillows on the bed. I'll send you the link, like five-star super host review. Phenomenal. I'm like, what do you, you got pillows, you got towels, you got sheets. Like, are you changing that duvet after the guest leaves? Like what, what, I've got a lot of questions. Yeah. And so. Yeah. Um, um, I know, I, I know from you know my experience, 20 years of, and I, and I, don't know how many properties I saw during those 20 years, you know, close on you know, a thousand plus, I guess, uh, over that time. And, and we only took on a, a smattering of those, mainly because if I walked in the door and there was an odd smell or it, it looked worn out and I walked in the bedroom and it looked flat and uninteresting and I could see the bed legs, it was just, you know, this, this, is, this is not going to join us. Sorry, unless they were willing to make changes. And I have to say, we had a lot of owners who were very willing. You know, tell me what I have to do. Tell me what I have to do and I'll do it. And they did it. And that they became, you know, the the owners that stayed with us the longest, the ones who then went on to buy more properties because they learned along the way as well. Yeah, absolutely. I still do. Like when I go walk into a property, I still meet with all of our homeowners on a regular basis. And uh, I absolutely love it. It's one of my favorite things. It's like meeting new people. And first thing I do is I walk up to the bed and I push my knee against the footboard. And if it moves, if it shakes, I'm like, this will not work. Uh, It's just, you know, here's here's a standard. People don't want the bed to fall apart. (laughs) Well, this is it. I mean, you you joined this industry way back. You know, I I started in well, I bought my first property in Canada in 1998. Oh, wow. And at that time, the industry was very, very different. You know, guests brought their own everything. We provided some cleaning stuff so they could do a full clean before they left. And, mm-hmm. you know, grandma's old throws were perfectly fine on old mattresses <laughs> until we came along and we, 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 we said, no, 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 this doesn't happen. We have to have cleaning. And, and there was a massive pushback 
on the fact that, uh, that, you know, the guests wouldn't have to clean. And I know that there's still some agencies up in Ontario that still ask their guests to clean, full clean before they leave. Yeah, there's a really great commercial by a large hotel brand that has all those different rules listed out that yes. that's being used against the industry right now. And well, yeah. it's still out Here's there in Ontario. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. still there. I love you. You brought up the, the the topic of safety. I love what Justin Ford is doing in this industry. I got Second. my safety inspector criteria a couple of years ago now, and you know, and just doing that actually allows you to look at a listing and go ah. You know, there's there's this wrong, there's that wrong. I have a personal thing about bunk beds shoved up against windows. So anything else you can tell us about your criteria? Well, I'd say the, the first and most important part of our criteria is behind Rebecca and I, we have a great network of a, a lot of people that have been in this industry for a long time. And we have a lot of people helping push names forward um, that are doing it right. And so I would say that the first criteria is that you definitely need to be local to your market and you've got to have boots on the ground. And Mm -hmm. so if you're a a person who's sitting in New York city and you have 50 properties in San Francisco, 50 properties in Texas and Miami, and you're the super host. Great. It's just, that's not the, the right fit. Like it is very, very important for us you know, as an industry who's dealing with a lot of regulations due to the irresponsibility of, you know, a certain platform that our people, um, we want to help them when regulations do happen. And we want to make sure that they have the seat at the table and that they're the ones that are doing it right. So the, the criteria that is most important for us before anything else is that they're local to their community. And ideally they know their barista's name down the road at the local coffee shop. And it's not the their favorite coffee being the largest, whatever corporate brand coffee you can get. Yeah, exactly. You talk about, on your website, you talk about Doyen, and, and these are the people, right? These are the people who are mm-hmm. who are the owners, the managers. I've looked at, and I know part of your 100 collection, a couple of people who I, I know in your 100 collection, Ginger and Hunter Harrelson, for example, they're just down the road here from me in Gulf Shores, Alabama. And then, of course, Lance and Elaine Stitcher, from um, Seaside Vacations. What makes them a doyen? Well, first of all, I don't think you can walk into any bar or restaurant in Orange Beach and have the owner or manager not know who those two are. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. I mean, the, yeah, I mean, Hunter and Ginger, absolutely with Beach Ball. Absolutely what Rebecca said. I mean, and Lance and Elaine, I mean, they're local to the community. They know everyone. Uh, Mm -hmm. And also everybody knows them. I mean, no two better people to, or two groups really to, to represent Doyans and Doyan by definition, which is funny. Nobody's actually heard that word before in their lives for the most part means the most prominent respected person in a particular field. And that's what we're looking for is that these people are really well known and embracing their community. And, you know, it's easier said than done when we're looking for different groups, but um, Sharon Walker in Austin, Texas, absolutely Mm -hmm. 100% local to their groups. Um, You know, we've got two different groups, uh, stay duvet. Those guys are embedded in Charleston or uh, Island Realty. I mean, it's just, you know, a lot of different famous names. And, you know, from an industry standpoint, it's like, well, let me back up. It's like from a guest standpoint, it's like, how do I find, if I'm having a great stay with me here in Charlottesville, mm-hmm. right? And I'm in one of our beautiful estates, it's been really well curated. How do I find that same experience in Charleston? How do I find that same experience in Chincoteague or wherever else I might want to travel? And it's like, hey, by the way, it's like, we have, 50 of those doyens and all these different destinations and they will deliver that experience. And so, you know, ultimately this was born out of us, you know, I argue as an industry being kind of the worst marketers uh, to some degree, it's like, we're supposed to be experts in all these different fields, right? It's like, I got to know how to, I got to do revenue management. I got to know how to clean. I got to know how to do safety standards. Uh, Yada, yada, yada. It's a long, long list. And there's, you know, 
we're all experts at something. Thankfully, Rebecca has her PhD in photography as well as marketing by all means, which is by no means my own wheelhouse. But, you know, we've let, you know, the, the airlines and hotels all fought back in 2010 and 11 of bringing back their market share from the online travel agencies. And it's the exact same thing that's happened in our industry. And so I just don't think it has to with, um, we can keep our brands local, which I think is crucial. And we can help build brand and, and loyalty amongst ourselves instead of letting other people steer, steer the ship. Yeah, so Heather, to kind of piggyback on that, I worked with a company that helped vacation rental managers get more homeowners, right, to grow their homeowner inventory. And when I worked with them on the marketing side, I would always ask when I was onboarding, okay, what is your unique differentiator? What makes you different than, you know, staying at that other place across the street? And would you believe that they all kept telling me the exact same thing? I'm like, oh, bless your heart. That is not unique. Like unique means <laughs> you're different. Like what, what makes you different? Like, cause what you just told me is exactly what this <laughs> company across the street just told me about themselves. Do you realize that is not actually a unique differentiator? So being able to lead with that helps a brand grow. Um, and then brand retention, right? Like getting that repeat business, getting that brand awareness up. Um, that is not an easy thing to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, to Travis's point, you know, you almost have to have a PhD in it to, to and especially in a competitive field like this, uh, to get really high brand retention. Can you give me some examples of this of, of uniqueness from from some of the different companies? What what does make them unique? So, in Travis, oh. just use Stay Charlottesville as an example. When we wrote up the editorial profile about Stay Charlottesville for the 100 collection, we wrote that he has historic properties. That's you get to stay in a historic property. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Travis, you want to give the example of that, the one with the grape, the vineyards, the grapes. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, Thomas Jefferson is is famous for being here, and we have the the house where Thomas Jefferson first planted grapes. Sorry, sorry, Napa Valley. Uh, it started here in Virginia. We also have a concierge team that has private chefs, and uh, you got a you know Sharon Walker over in Austin. She's got a Bloody Mary bar. I mean, it's just not a property. It's not just a, a bed that we're providing. Ultimately, there's all you know different levels of service, and one of the things that we are also helping our vacation home managers do, aka Doyens, is you know if they don't have you know, not everybody has to have a concierge service right now, but it's like, we can show them. Like, I don't mind sharing publicly. We have a James Beard private chef and we recommend those chefs and we allow them into our properties. They're, they're multi, you know, they're relatively expensive properties that uh, get utilized. And I want to know who the preferred vendor is that is walking into that property each and every time. So we have a giant list and those vendors, you know, give us a percentage of revenue and we follow that process to make sure that we're best respecting the property as well as the guest. Um, it costs me absolutely nothing to do, but it's just one, you know, I can't tell you how, how many different private chefs go out every Saturday mm-hmm. evening or Friday evening to our properties. It's a lot. And just as a simple service to add. So some people are you know, doing golf carts. Some people are doing bikes. I mean, I think there's a laundry list of, of what people are doing that are, are, are very different. I, I remember oh, years, it's got to be 10 years ago. And, and I was looking for some differentiators between uh, condos in, in, a, in a certain area of Destin Beach. And I, I think it was mm-hmm. to do it you know, in a course. And all these condos were exactly the same. And then there was there was just a one or two that offered beach chairs included in the rental. Not, you know, when you get here, you can go out on the beach and you can pay $49 a day for your beach chair. No, no, no. You come to us and the beach chair is included. And we also include a cart to take all your things to the beach. And it was just those really simple things that were setting this apart from the rest. So I know, you know, that that is a, a very tiny example, but I, I I think that's that's a differentiator, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. How well branded were those chairs and golf carts? Oh, absolutely. They were branded. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Free marketing. Yes. Yeah. And people out on the beach saying, you know, I've I've my, my, my chairs were included and look at my nice beach cart. So it's that sharing, you know, not quite sending 250 inv- invitations out to wedding guests, but it was still getting the message out. So I, I, I love that. 
I'm going to take a quick break here to have a word from our sponsor, Onares. And I'm asking another question of Paul Waldschmidt, the co-founder of Onares. So welcome back, Paul. Your base pricing at Onares is very reasonable. So what's actually included in that? Well, I'm glad you think so. We think it's reasonable as well. The full booking management lifecycle is included, uh, including things like CRM, managing your guests, your inquiries, the messaging that goes along with that as well, all the email and platform messaging. By platform messaging, I mean the messages that you send via channels like Airbnb. You can do that from within Onares. E-signatures or digital signatures for things like renter agreements uh, is included. And then the entirety of our channel management system. So it doesn't matter who we integrate with or what channel you turn on. It doesn't matter what settings you turn on, rates, discounts, uh, that's fully included. And we don't, we don't touch the revenue of that either. So there's no percent of revenue that's charged for using channel management. It's just built right in. Our, our view in recent times is that you can't really manage a modern vacation rental business without a baked in foundation of channel management. Port is also fully free, both by email and phone. And then we have a number of other premium features as well, PM, websites, SMS, but those are add on a, a small reasonable cost for those as well. Well, thank you, Paul. And now back to this great discussion with Travis Wilburn and Rebecca Lombardi. Let's go back to the vetting of... These mm-hmm. companies, I'm really quite interested. You know, I was CEO of a company for 20 years. If I was still in that position, how would I say, hey, Travis, Rebecca, come look at me? There's a, a couple of different ways that this is happening on a, a regular basis. There are a lot of people that are being invited. You mentioned that you were not at VRMA, but if you were at VRMA, there were a lot of people wearing 100 collection hats that have different involvement, not necessarily monetarily, but just love what we're doing, trying to keep these people in place. Um, I think there's a lot of passion for our industry, for the, the people that are doing it right. And you mentioned being down in Destin, you know who the players are there, you're the ones who are doing it right. And it's people just like yourself that are pushing people forward. You know, it's kind of funny and probably not, but you know, the 100 collection is actually owned by the group that we work for called Blue Cedar Partners. And if you go to our website, there's no contact form. There's no way to get a hold of us. And oh, it's so, a, that's a bit like Starlink then. <laughs> <laughs> there you are. Yeah. So we have uh, we have quite a few people coming through the 100 collection site to to find us. But you know, the hardest part of what we're doing is just saying no. You know, it's we're not the we're not necessarily the right fit if if you're not local. And mm-hmm. so I, I think that's first and foremost the most important piece for us right now. And then we go through a vetting process and trying to make sure, and uh, I'm going to be careful what I say here, but you know, one person, as an example, it's even a close friend of mine who wanted to be part of it. We realized that they had no respect in the community. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have never have guessed that, but that was a it's just a, a absolute hard no. It's like you know, we really, we really are that combination of the the, the James Beard and the the Michelin Star, and that that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to set the gold standard not only with great properties but with great people that represent their community. The easier said than done. Yeah, exactly. It reminds me. I'm going back to the 1980s now, and I I was with my parents. We were running a small hotel in a little town in England. And there was a company called Woolsey Lodges, and they were very much like the 100 Collection. They just represented these very, very special small hotels. And we had somebody come out of the blue, stayed with us. We did not make the cut. I was devastated. I've never forgotten that. But it, it made us certainly look at, you know, exactly what we were doing. And I think I know why we didn't. And we did make some changes. Do you go and inspect the places and inspect, you know, fully inspect the properties, do interviews? I'm just curious about how the process yeah, works. Yeah, we actually, well, so the first part is, is that people push their properties forward. And so every vacation rental manager, if they don't know what the properties are that are best performing in their market, the properties that deliver 100% of the experience that the guest is hoping for, truly five-star properties, then 
the probably something's wrong. Uh, so it starts with them. Just as an example, I'll take myself. So it's like right here, you know, our offices are on the downtown mall, which is kind of similar to uh, King Street in Charleston. It's the oceanfront property, at least for downtown Charleston. And I've got a awesome condo that's totally refinished, overlooks the downtown mall, great windows. I also have a condo that's right behind that. And it overlooks the parking lot. It's a really great location with a view. It, you know, it serves its purpose, mm-hmm. but it's not oceanfront. And so we're we're starting with properties that really truly best represent the destination that deliver the experience that the, the mm-hmm. guest is looking for. And then we do have a process behind the scenes. It still stays private, but in which we can audit properties and help also market properties at the same time. Do you find um, you, you get recommendations that people are putting, sending you recommendations? You know, I've, I've been to this property. I've seen this. I've seen these managers at work or I've heard about them. Yep. We have um, a VRM form on our website. Um, so if you're a guest, if you're a property owner, if you're anybody, you could just go on our website and nominate a VRM. Okay. Okay, I've got one Just to nominate. nominate. I've, got, I've got one to nominate for oh. you. <laughs> Who's this? Well, if you listen to yesterday's <laughs> podcast, it was it, it's a small company called Chalet Huga in Quebec. Okay. In Quebec. Oh, awesome. And the uh, the owners, I, I've I've not I was first I don't know I. I'm, they were awesome, absolutely awesome. They just have six properties. They own them all, and they live in the community, and they do absolutely everything. And, That's awesome, and it um, is awesome. I, I will send you their website. You should go take a look. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey. Thank you. I will be in Quebec soon, as my wife is Quebecois. All right, um, from Montreal. And so. Well, these these guys are from Montreal too. Awesome. I still need to practice my French. Oh. <laughs> so. <laughs> so there's a lot of small managers trying to make it in this business. I know that because I talked to a ton of them, you know, and, they, and they, they, we all started the same way. I did it back in 2002, managing my own property and then my sister's property. And then the guy down the road said, can you manage my property? I'm not prepared to pay you for it until you can prove your worth. So I did, and it just grew from there. What tips, and, and you know, I've, I've heard you talk about this in other podcasts, Travis, is about the loneliness of starting oh, God, out. Yeah. I mean, of course, when but way back in 2002 or even 2007, 2011, when you started, there wasn't the massive networking there is now. There wasn't the help out there, but it's still a lonely process. What tips can you share to help them overcome that feeling of isolation? So it's actually quite simple. I felt completely alone. I was the only one doing this really in my market. And it was when VRMA was in Nashville. God knows how many people there were there, maybe 800, 900. It was pretty small compared to where we are now. But I realized that there are a lot of other people just like me. And I went and networked, met people. learned what they were doing, learned what they were doing that wasn't working and started listening. And, you know, for anybody that hasn't actually gone to one of those conferences, you know, this past year, there's three other, uh, 3000 something people that can relate to what you're going through. And so there is no need to, to feel alone. And there's some great conferences within this industry that you can pay attention to and, and listen to. And um, I think Verma has done a good job of helping represent that audience. Yeah, I remember my first my first Verma conference, and there were probably about 700 people there. So the thought of 3,000 is, is quite daunting. I'm just learning to play pickleball. And it's taken me two weeks to pluck up, the, pluck up the courage to go out onto these courts where there's all these people there that seem to know what they're doing. And and I don't, you know, I think I'm there, but I'm not sure I'm there enough, you know, confident enough. And that reminds me of, of what it's like for some of these small operators. And certainly Verma's a, a big place to go to when you're only starting up. But there are other, there's, there's a ton of other conferences and you know, just the small local events that just get you out there talking to people. I've said this before, but I, I just, I think it's so funny how Verma has changed. It used to be a bunch of bad Hawaiian shirts and flannels. And now it's a, I can spot a vacation Roma manager in a heartbeat, a lot of dark suits. I'm like, you are one of me. I got it. <laughs> I never wore it's a dark suit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Never, never wore a dark suit. 
once <laughs> as, a, as a manager now. So. so, so what other things? You know, go back to Verma, the conference. What other? What did you take away from it? I've always loved the exhibition hall. Just seeing what's new in in terms of of the tech and you know crazy stuff that's out there now. What did you take away from it? I would say that there that was probably the highest number of vendors I've ever seen <laughs> at a Verma event, and um, it seemed like there were a lot of crowds at two or three booths, like constantly throughout the conference. And it seemed like a few of the booths had virtually no traffic, um, even though they were in a pretty good spot uh, on the exhibit floor. Without naming names, what about, was that, you know, that there were tech companies that were popular or, you know, I, I know there's, there's something for everybody there from, you know, buying a pillowcase to, <laughs> to, mm-hmm. um, you know, a full property management system. What, what was more popular than others, do you think? It starts with the core needs, right? So the DMS systems, um, you know, those had a lot of traffic, the, the Wi-Fi, the door locks, like the, the, the must-haves, the, you know, the safety, like the must-haves were mm-hmm. crowded. Uh, the well-known must-haves, the top big must-haves yeah. uh, were crowded. The, the newcomers, the adjacent services or tech, you know, options, um, the emerging, those, those were less traveled. Mm-hmm. What about you, Travis? What was your takeaway from, from the exhibition hall? I'd say my largest takeaway was the need for advocacy, but it wasn't in the exhibition hall necessarily. Mm-hmm. It's just um, it's a, a growing, growing concern that people need to get more involved and um, know how to do that. And so, but in regards, you know, it's this I, I will name Andrew Kitchell from Wheelhouse just recently summed up. He posted a photo, I believe it was on LinkedIn of all the tech that's within the I, U.S. Yeah. market. Yeah, we've been in touch and with him because he, he missed out education in there. <laughs> uh, well, there's a, a couple of different things that he missed out on, but just in that slide alone, I was like, yeah. wow. I mean, this is a really – and that was the U.S. market. That's not even touching yeah. the European markets, which is a totally different world. Uh, or not totally different world, but there's a lot more that's over there that's not over here right now and you know, vice versa. And so I'd say that – I, I just, I, I think, absolutely dumbfounded at the size and and how many different people that are jumping into the industry. And there's a lot of newbies. There's a lot of pros. Um, everything in between. And you know, to your point in regards to education, it's like going to the vacation rental industry is like going to like the school of hard knocks, right? And it's like I very rarely have ever met anybody that has a PhD in the vacation <laughs> rental industry thus far. Uh, I don't know what that looks like yet, <laughs> but. Yeah, exactly. it's your point, Heather, about people feeling kind of isolated and alone, and then you can feel even more alone by going to a conference with three thousand plus people. I will say this, you know, especially for your audience, I've been the privilege of you know kind of seeing a little bit of chatter on on social media. Is that I've never worked in an industry where people were so giving of their time and their knowledge even to people that they've never met. Um, So just cold reach outs on social media, raising your hand and saying, I'm a newbie. Do you know where I can find X, Y, and Z? Or I need help with X, Y, and Z. And having no fear that person will come back Mm -hmm. to you with like welcome arms. So I I would say that, that 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 is very encouraging about this industry. That's that's what I've I've always felt. You know, when when I started, there was no help whatsoever. Yeah, there there was nothing. I had a, a competitor who I asked a question of, and she said, do you think I'm going to tell you my secrets? <laughs> and, uh, you know, now we know there are yeah. no secrets. There are no secrets in, in this in this industry. And the sharing is just phenomenal. So it has changed so much in, in the well, last I'm, 20 years. Yeah, I'm like, you know, it's just fresh in my head. It's like you have somebody like Lance, who's very involved on Facebook. And, you know, these people on different forums ask questions and Lance is going out and responding and or Lane and saying, hey, here's some advice. This is what yeah. I would do. Or same thing with uh, with Ginger Harrelson. I mean, she has a giant, I think she has a Facebook forum with over 50,000 people. And it's like just trying to help. I mean, that's what dumbfounds me in this industry is that it is really cool just I don't think it's all about money. I, I just I think there's a lot of people that are passionate about their communities and want to do right and just really, really fun people to be around. I, I've noticed from my own Facebook group that that's been going for, 
I, I started it at the beginning of the pandemic in 2020. And mm-hmm. so we're coming up to three years now. And, and I don't think in that three years I have ever had to censor or, or a post or tell somebody, you know, that wasn't nice. Mm-hmm. They are just the best, the most giving, the nicest people in this community. So yeah, for, for, from my perspective, if you're a small manager, then just, as you say, get out there and ask those questions. Somebody will come along and give you a, a polite answer. Absolutely. Entirely yeah. agree with that. And I'm trying to learn from our collection as well and pull together how they're setting the gold standard for things that people want to achieve. So if you want better, how can I get better guest services? How can I get better photography? So we're putting articles out on LinkedIn. They're like, here's how to do it. And it's very explicit. It's very detailed. So taking that aggregate knowledge, you know, from everybody in the collection and putting it together in LinkedIn articles, it will hopefully be helpful for somebody. Yeah, that that is great. So um, I will collect that link to uh, your LinkedIn and make sure it is in the show notes so people can find that. I also will put links to stay charlottesville and anything else that you want me to put in the show notes that you'd like people to check out anything else you'd like to add before we before we wrap up and don't travis do not ask don't ask me questions like you did of will slickers because you really put him on the spot (laughs) (laughs) yeah where the interviewee turns interviewer Yeah, no, I mean, hey, thank you for having us. And, I, you know, adding the, the 100 collection as a link, you know, I, I love hearing people's feedback. The the part that I think, um, like you, you know, we were supposed to launch a version of this pre or right in first quarter of 2020. And of course, the pandemic happened and that put everything on pause. And so this is only 90 days old. So we want mm-hmm. all the feedback. We want to hear from vacation road managers. We would prefer to hear from vacation owner managers that are entirely local into the community and that can embrace that. It does our least favorite thing is uh, trying to figure out how to tell somebody they're not the right fit. That's not fun, but try to lead them on their way. No, thank you. Thank you so much for having us. Very much appreciated. It's, 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 yeah, I would echo that as well. Thank you so much for, for this is such an honor for me. <laughs> um, having felt, been a fan of yours for so long um, to be able to do this. And I just want to encourage everybody who listens to you that like this isn't about booking a room or even a whole house. This is about the entire experience 100% of the time. Yeah, exactly. We didn't actually talk through that. You know, it it, it, it is the experience and, and that's what sets the best managers apart and the best homes apart. And, you know, I, I know this, I went, I went to UK and Germany this last summer and, and had some experiences that could have been so much better, so much better. And it, it would only take a few tweaks. So just coming back on your point, Travis, about, you know, it, it, it's tough having to tell somebody they don't make the cut. Going back on my experiences with Woolsey Lodges so many years ago that still sits with me after all that time. Yeah, letting them know what they can do better, and I'm sure you do that, what they can do to help them make the cut perhaps next time around. I I never got that feedback. It was just a, no, you didn't make it. And I think for all those years... Nearly 50 years. No, it can't be 50 years. Nearly 30 years now. I've wondered what it was that didn't work. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I I absolutely get it. And, um, you know, we're trying to be private and quiet about, you know, trying to approach the, the right people. So just like the Michelin star, you don't ever know when, um, they're at your restaurant. Yeah. And once you get the Michelin star, you're pretty excited about it. And so, um, I will say this, once the VRM is vetted, and they start to put forward, you know, properties from within their collection. We are very clear about properties that they put forward that need some, you know, adjustments before yeah. going forward. And we're very clear about what those adjustments are. Yeah. So it is, it is the people and the property and marry that together with the community. And that gives you your perfect person, right? Perfect. Uh, Absolutely. Your perfect listing. Excellent. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. I'm sure we could go on and on. I trust we will meet face to face, you know, perhaps at, uh, in, in Orlando next October, which probably will come up way, way too fast. And, uh, and I'll, <laughs> it's be I'll look forward to that. I look forward to it too. Thank you. Thanks, Heather. 
What a great conversation. Thank you so much, Travis Wilburn and Rebecca Lombardo. That was amazing. I must admit, when I first saw the 100 collection, I thought, oh, that's a bit limiting if you're only going to have 100 properties. And now I understand why why it's called the 100. I think it's a great brand. And I think this one will go a long way. I'm going to be happily promoting this because anything that increases our standards in this industry and, and really, you know, the differentiator from the professional property manager, from the person, as, as Travis talked about, that's perhaps sitting in New York somewhere with multiple properties in very different places with random cleaners going in and out where there is really no sense of hospitality, no sense of community. That is not what he's what what they are looking for, and it really is a differentiator. And I think I think the audience, the the travelling audience, is going to begin to pick up on this. We've already seen a little of the pushback against some of the OTAs, and and it's taken it's taking a while. It's taken a, a number of years, you know, since the whole direct book thing started out. But I think it's going to begin really getting some traction this year. And we've got to be there at the forefront of this, making sure that our standards are just so much higher. So that's it for another week. I always love these conversations with people. I hope you do as well. I'd love to hear from you as to what you want me to talk about or who you would like to hear from. And I know some of the most popular podcasts I've done are those with successful property managers. And I think I'm probably going to reach out to some of these 100 collection managers and talk to them because they're clearly doing it right. So if you think you're doing it right as well and you want to talk to me about coming on the show, let me know, heather at vacationrentalformula.com. I'd love to speak with you. I'll look forward to being with you again next week. This episode was brought to you by OwnerRes. For more information about this internationally recognized leader in vacation rental software, click the link in the description of this episode on your smart device or head over to vacationrentalformula.com forward slash ownerres to find out more. It's been a pleasure as ever being with you. If there's anything you'd like to comment on, then join the conversation on the show notes for the episode at vacationrentalformula.com. We'd love to hear from you. And I look forward to being with you again next week.